this bonus podcast is called Are There Inconsistencies in the End of World Prophecy in the Four Gospels? This is part of a major research project I felt led to do to check Bible passages for consistency and inconsistency. I will use the New King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJV, and internet resources if needed. Sometimes the Bible passages have both the word he and him within the same sentence. If so, I will put within brackets who is speaking or is being spoken to for clarity's sake. Additionally, I'll put my analysis, evaluation, opinions, and comments within brackets, and we'll tip you off on the podcast when I'm sharing these. A special note, I did not include gospel verses focused on heaven as a desirable goal and heaven on judgment day because the previous post was primarily focused on that research. Additionally, I'm not including the information about the abomination of desolation mentioned by Jesus in the Gospels, also mentioned in Daniel, because the next post will be focused on that research, or the next research post will be focused on that. Since the research is extensive, you may want to get on any of these three blogs I felt led to create to post all my research in its entirety. Biblical proof at https colon double backslash biblical proof b i b l i c a l p r o o f dot blogspot b l o g s p o t dot com or do biblical inconsistencies really matter at https colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies b i b l i c a l i n c o n s i s t e n c i e s dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com and I also have end of world bible prophecy at h-t-t-p-s colon double backslash e-n-d well it says end of world bible prophecy e-n-d-o-f w-o-r-l-d b-i-b-l-e p-r-o-p-h e-c-y dot blogspot dot com. The first topic is Jesus' birth. Matthew 1, 18, verses 20, Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25 says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your wife, marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. That was for, within bracket. For, that was foretold in Isaiah 7, verse 14, which is translated God with us. That was in the brackets, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. Now you may wonder, why am I putting Jesus' birth information in here, or any of the information in here? Is it because it relates to the end of world prophecy and the past? Part of it is that you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what Judgment Day is all about, or focusing on Jesus. So at Judgment Day, we have eternal life with Jesus. So even though these are 
foretelling of his birth or telling of his birth, you're going to, there's something that ties it into the end of world prophecy. Luke 1 verses 26 through 38 says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and on his kingdom, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also received a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who has been called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the main servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Word, And the angel departed from her. Luke 1, verses 67 through 76. Zachariah says this when John the Baptist is born. I mean, he's not called John the Baptist then. That's the nickname. But there's also the Apostle John. So that helps you realize who we're talking about, who I'm talking about. Now his father, Zachariah, was filled with, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. To perform the mercy promise to our fathers, to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high, day springs another name for Jesus, on high was visit, has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Luke 2, verses 6 through 18, now, which says, now there was, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the bay wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with 
the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from there into the heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen them, they made widely known the same which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Luke 2, verses 25 through 40 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, which is Simeon, took him, which is Jesus, up into his arms and blessed him, blessed God, and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken again. Yes, the sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. So that the, they had performed all things according to the law of the things. Um, they returned when they had performed all the things according to the law. They returned to Galilee, to their own city Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and grace of God was upon them. John one verses one through five. In the beginning was the Word, which is another name for Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And John is very poetic in how he describes things quite often. John, and not um, John the Baptist, this is Apostle John. John 1, verses 6 through 9, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, which is John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all, which is another name for Jesus, that all through him might believe he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light, which is Jesus, which gives light to every man coming into the world. John 1, 14, and the word, which is another name for Jesus, became flesh and went among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Within brackets, these Bible passages are consistent in saying that Jesus, the Son of God, was born to save people from their sin. 
Uh, next topic, Jesus' baptism. Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John the Baptist at the Jordan River to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, which is Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he, which is John the Baptist, allowed him, when he, which is Jesus, had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Mark 1, verses 9 through 11 says, I came to pass, and it came to pass in those days. Sorry, I had a typo. Don't profess to be the best of typists. Came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, which is the Jordan River. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Luke 3 verses 21 through 22 says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven, and which said, You are my beloved Son, and in you I am well pleased. John 1, verses 29 through 34. The next day John saw, that's John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes the man who is preferred before me. For he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel before I came baptizing with water. Therefore I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him, which is Jesus. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize, which is God the Father, with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Within brackets, these Bible passages are consistent in saying that Jesus is truly the Son of God in whom he is well pleased. Next topic, calling sinners to repentance. Matthew 4, 17 says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 9, verses 12 through 13 says, When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew 15, verses, verse 24, when Jesus is talking to the Canaanite woman who had five husbands and was not married to her current partner. But he, which is Jesus, answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Mark. Four, verses one, Mark 1, verses 14 through 15 says, Now after John was put in prison, that was John the Baptist, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mark 2, verse 17 says, When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And you'll hear things that are very similar, almost identical. That is because 
many different people heard these things. And that is additional proof that Jesus Christ is truly our Savior because of all these recordings. Some say it differently, and I'll address some of that later. Luke 9, verses 55 through 56 says, But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are, for the Son of Man, that's another name for Jesus, did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Luke 19, verses 8 through 10 says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my, this is after he got saved, that he met Jesus. He had been a um, greedy tax collector and stole money from people. And he's sharing this with Jesus. Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he, which is Zacchaeus, also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. John 1, verses 10 through 13. He, which is Jesus, was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he, which is Jesus, gave the right to become children of God, those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 12, verses 44 through 46 says, Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me, which is God the Father. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. John 14, verses 3 through 7, Jesus says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I, where I am, there you may be also, and where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, which is Jesus, Lord, we did not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you would have known him. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Within brackets, these Bible passages are consistent in recording that Jesus came to save sinners' lives and to call them to repentance. Next topic, Jesus gives his life as a ransom for others. Matthew 20, verses 26 through 28 says, Jesus says, yet it shall not be so among you, for, but whomever desires to become great among you, let him be your servants. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. Son of Man is another name for Jesus. Mark 10 verses 32 through 34 says, Now they were on the road going to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he, which is Jesus, took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Mark 10 verses 42 through 45 says, But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those 
who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. And it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man, which is Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Luke 5, verses 31 through 32 says, Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John 1, 29 verses, John 1, verses 29 through 36 says, The next day John, which is John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Then he this is he, which is Jesus, of whom I said, After me comes the man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel before I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him, which is Jesus. I did not know him, but he who was sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looked at, and looking at Jesus as he walked. He, which is John the Baptist, said, Behold the Lamb of God. John 2, verses 18 through 22 says, So the Jews answered and said to him, What sign do you show to us? since you do these things. Jesus answered them, which is the Jews that wanted Jesus to show them a sign. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he, which is Jesus, was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. John 3, verses 13 through 15, Jesus says, No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him, which is Jesus, should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16 through 21 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. John 3, verses 33 through 36 says, He who has received his, which is Jesus' testimony, has certified that God is truth, speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measures. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. John 4, 13 through 14 says, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. 
but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. John 4, verses 25 through 26 says, The woman said to him, which is Jesus, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us of all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. John 5, verse 16 John 5, verse 19 through 23 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son, just as the, they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. John 5, 24, verses 24 through 30. Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. John 6, verses 26 through 29, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but the food which endures to everlasting life which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. They, then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to him, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. John 6, 32 through 33 says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. John 6, 38 through 40, Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all... He has given me, I should lose nothing for, but should raise it up on the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. John 6, 44 through 48, Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets. And they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. John 6, 49 through 54, Jesus says, speaking about communion. 
Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, and within brackets, through communion, has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. John 6, 57 through 58. Uh, Jesus says, speaking about communion, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. This is another one speaking about communion. It's John 6, 57 through 58. And Jesus says, as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. John 6, verses 67 through 71 says, then Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, which is Jesus. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is the devil? He, which is Jesus, spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. John 7, verses 33 through 34 says, Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer. And then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. John 8, verses 31 through 36 says, And Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will make me free? We will be you will be made free. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. John 10, verses 6 through 11 says, Jesus used this illustration but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10 verses 14 through 18, Jesus goes on to say, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life 
that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. John 10 verses 27 through 30, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. And I and my father are one. That's very significant. John 11 verses 25 through 26. Uh, Jesus 25 through 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? John 12, verses 23 through 43 says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came down from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it, was, that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world would be cast out, and if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that Christ remains forever, and how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. While, walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become the sons of the light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe him that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which spoke. Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among, and Isaiah is hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born to the Virgin Mary. So, Isaiah predicted all these things that God had shown him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. John 15, verses 12 through 15, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Within brackets, all these Bible passages are consistent about Jesus' forewarning his disciples that he was going to give his life as a ransom for many so that 
he might provide eternal life for those who believe in him as their savior. Jesus states many times that he did not come to judge the world, but to save us. The next topic is unless you repent. Matthew 11 verses 20 through 24 says, Then he, which is Jesus, began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazan. Woe to you, Bethesda, or Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have been repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in that day of judgment than for you. And for Capernaum, who are also exalted, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades, which is another name for hell. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for that land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Matthew 12, verses 35 through 37, Jesus says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16, Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right you will receive. So when the evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more. And they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden of, and the heat of the day. But he, which is the landowner, answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man as the same as you. Is that is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first will be last. For many are called, but few are chosen. And I think it's a very significant passage because it's easy to think that people who have been Christians most of their lives will have some higher recognition on Judgment Day than the person who'd been lived a worldly life all their lives. And 20 minutes before they died, they came to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and changed and truly loved them. And they go to heaven and get the same salvation is the other person, but God's telling us, Jesus Christ is telling us, who is also God, that he gives the same resurrection to all who believe on him. And Matthew 21, verses 28 through 32, Jesus says, 
But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go to work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not, but afterward regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, The first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that the tax collectors and the harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Matthew 21, verses 33 through 46 says, Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. But when vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its it says fuel. That is a typo. It should be fruit. Sorry. And the vine dressers took his servants beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did not. They did likewise to them. Then the last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. And when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the landowner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? And they said to him, he will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to the other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their season. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but of whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. And when they sought to lay hands on him, which is Jesus, they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14 says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their way, ways. One of his, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who are invited are not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all whom they found, good and bad. Bad and good, I read it backwards. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. 
Matthew 23, verses 11 through 15, Jesus said, But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. Mark 9, verses 42 through 44, Jesus says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung about his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life main rather than have two hands to go to hell in the fire that shall never be quenched where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Mark 12 verses 1 through 11 says, Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower and he leased it to the vine dressers and went into a far country. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might receive some of the fruit of the vineyard from the vine dressers. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty handed. And again, he sent them another servant and at him, they threw stones, wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully treated. And again, he sent another and him they killed and many others beating some and killing some. Therefore, still having one son, his beloved, he also sent him to them, to them last, saying, they will respect my son. But those vine dressers said among themselves, this is there. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture, the stone which the builders rejected? has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Luke 3, verses 15 through 17 says, Now as the people were in expectation, all reason in their hearts about John, whether he is the Christ or not, they were wondering about John the Baptist, whether he was Christ or not, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. Loose. He, which is Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and you will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. Luke 6, verses 43 through 45, Jesus says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. Luke 13, 1 through 9 says, There were present at that season some who told him, which is Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than other Galileans, 
because they suffered such things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Are those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed? Do you think they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he, which is the keeper, answered and said to him, Sir, let it be alone this year also till I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. Luke 16, verses 19 through 31, Jesus says, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom, which means heaven. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, which is hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he, which is the rich man, cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he might dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things? But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. Nor can those from there pass to us. Then he, which is the rich man, said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let him hear them. And he, which is the rich man, said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he, which is Abraham, said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Luke 17, verses 1 through 2 says, Then he, which is Jesus, said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea and that he should offend those, that he should offend one of those little ones. Luke 18 verses 10 through 14, Jesus says, two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners and just adulterers or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other, the Pharisee, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Luke 20, verses 9 through 19 says, Then he, which is Jesus, began to tell the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to vine dressers, and went into a far country for a long time. Now, at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. 
But the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent a third, and they wounded him and also cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance might, may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, certainly not. Then he looked at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected had become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, which is Jesus. But they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against him. Luke 22, verses 24 through 30 says now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them would be considered the greatest. And he, which is Jesus, said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who, is, who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or, who, or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on my, on my thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Luke 24, verses 45 through 48 says, And he, which is Jesus, speaking to his disciples after he had risen from the dead to save them from their, our sins, to save us from our sins, said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and arise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. John 4, verses 33 through 38 says, Therefore the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this, the saying is true, one sows, another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. John 15, verses 1 through 4, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Each branch in me does not bear fruit. He, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may be bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. 
John 15, verses 5 through 6, Jesus goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Within brackets, Jesus consistently tells people, whether directly or through parables, that they need to repent and believe in him as their savior and what the consequence is for not doing so. The next topic is rejoice over one sinner who repents. Matthew 18, verses 11 through 14, Jesus says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man had a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one who is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than the over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of our Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Luke 15 verses 4 through 7. Jesus says, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that it Likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just persons who need no repentance. Luke 15, verses 8 through 10, Jesus says, Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is more joy in heaven the presence of the angels and of God over one sinner who repents. Luke 15 verses 11 through 32, where Jesus has the prodigal son example to help us better understand how happy God his father is when someone who has been going astray chooses to repent. Then he said, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he, which is the father, divided it to, to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all, and I have within brackets his stuff together, journeyed to a far country and there raised, wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and sent him into his, and he sent him into his fields to feed the feed swine, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, "How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son." Make me one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was, I lost my spot. I turned it. I mean, I scrolled. Oh, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring in his hand and sandals on his feet 
and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field. And he, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf, but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you, and I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you have never given me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who had, has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he, which is the father, said to him, which is the jealous son, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Within brackets, I have both the Gospels of Matthew and Luke are consistent in saying that God rejoices over one sinner that repents. The Gospels of Mark and John don't say this. Is that an inconsistency? No. Sometimes the other gospel writers say the same basic thing, but they say it differently. Mark 2, verse 17 says, When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John 12, verses 44 through 46 says, And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Within brackets, both Mark and John have passages that encourage sinners to repent and to follow Jesus, the light of the world. Next topic, don't hide your light under a basket and a half, etc. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Mark 14, Mark 4, verses 21 through 23 says, And also he, which is Jesus, said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing which will not be revealed, nor anything kept secret but that it should come to light if anyone has ears to hear let him hear luke 11 verses 33 through 36 jesus says no one when he has a little lamp puts in it in a secret place or under a basket but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light the lamp of the body is the eye therefore when your eye is good your whole body also is full of light but when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not, a, is not darkness. If your whole body is full of light, having no part dark. The whole body will be full of light. And when the bright shining of the light gives you light, as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. Luke 12, verses 1 through 5. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to, which is Jesus, began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven, leaven's like yeast, of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, 
nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear and inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who will kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I say to you whom you should fear, fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. John 9 verses four through five, Jesus says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Within brackets, the gospels are consistent in saying that Jesus is the light of the world and that we should share our light, which is our faith in Jesus with others so that they will have the faith in Jesus as well. Next topic to one of the least of these. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46 says, Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another. As a shepherd, them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats I'm sorry I had a typo and he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left then the king will say to those on his right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for I was hungry and and you gave me food and I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. And I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you curse, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food and I was thirsty and you gave me no drink and I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then you they will also answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Matthew 5 verses 43 through 48, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said. You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do not do good to those who hate you and pray to those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Within brackets, I have, 
is it an inconsistency that Matthew is the only gospel to have these two stories? After reading the Bible many times, lots of thorough research and prayerful contemplation, I became aware that not every disciple would be with Jesus while he was preaching every minute of every day. I shared the passage in Mark 6, 6 through 7 that told how Jesus sent his disciples out two by two to preach. Additionally, it's illogical to think that every disciple was with Jesus 24-7. It stands to reason that some of the disciples might be in the house eating where one or two of the disciples might be outside with Jesus when someone comes up and asks them a question. Only the ones, and they would be the only ones that heard. Who heard? Jesus' transfiguration is the next um, topic. Matthew 17, verses 5 through 7, when Jesus is transfigured in front of Peter, James, and John. While he, which is Peter, was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. Mark 9, verses 4 through 8 says, And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Because he, which is Peter, did not know what to say. For they were greatly afraid, and a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Luke 9, verse, verses 33 through 35 says, Then it happened as they were parting from him, which is Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he, which is Peter, was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. John 12, verses 23 to 36 says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, His voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. But if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he, which is Jesus, said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become the sons of light. 
these things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Within brackets, I have all four gospels are consistent in that God spoke from heaven about Jesus, his son, at an additional time than when Jesus was baptized. The Gospel of John says it differently. Did it happen at the same time as the other three Gospels? I can't be for certain, but I think it happened at a different time when John was with Jesus and the others weren't. Is this an inconsistency? No, I just happened to group it with the other times that God spoke about Jesus at the Transfiguration because it's somewhat similar in nature. Next topic, he who denies me, I will deny before the angels of God. Matthew 5, verses 11 through 12. Jesus said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 10, verses 32 through 33. Jesus says, therefore... Whoever confesses me before men, him I, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Matthew 10, verses 38 through 39, Jesus says, And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 27 says, Then Jesus said to his disciple, disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels and they and then he will reward each according to his works. Mark 8, verses 34 through 37 says, When he, which is Jesus, called the people to himself while his disciples, with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what is what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mark 8, verse 38, Jesus says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man, will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Luke 9, verses 21 through 26 says, And he strictly, which is Jesus, strictly warned and commanded them to tell no this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Or for whoever it is, ashamed of me and my words of him the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels this is an aside um you'll hear within chapter in matthew and I'm chapter mark and i'm in chapter luke and it says the same kind of thing maybe a little different you know and it is important that you hear similar things in matthew mark luke and john and it's 
extra corroboration that Jesus Christ is the Lord because there are many witnesses. But the thing is, the part that I think is interesting that I want to comment on is within Matthew, it says the same basic thing three or four different times. Within Mark, it says this three or four or five different times. Within Luke, it says it a whole bunch of times. So, well, the reason, the conclusion I've come to with all my research is that Jesus and the disciples went from city to city to city, and all the people in the different areas needed to hear it. But God, Jesus Christ knows what people need to hear. So sometimes he says it a little different way, depending on what needs to be heard. But that's why within a, a gospel, you hear the same thing lots of different times, too, besides being in a different of the gospel. Anyway, I just thought that was significant. Luke 10, verses 26 through 16, Jesus says, But I say to you that will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazan. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For it is, if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon for the judgment than for you, and for you, Capernaum, who exalts who are exalted to heaven will be brought down to Hades. He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he rejects me rejects him who sent me. Luke 12, verses 8 through 9, Jesus says, Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Luke 14, Verses 26 through 35, Jesus says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not hear his, bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, last after he had has laid the foundation and is not able to finish. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he has, is able with 10,000 to meet him who will come against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, Wherever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how can it be seasoned? How shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Luke 17, verses 22 through 37 says, Then he, which is Jesus, said to the disciples, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of the part, out of one part under heaven, shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given a marriage until that day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it, it, likewise as it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and 
destroyed them all. Even so, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed? In that day, he was on the housetop and his goods are in the house. Let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, where, Lord? So he said to them, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. John 15, verses 1 through 6, Jesus says, I am the true vine, my, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Within brackets, all four Gospels are consistent in recording where Jesus had shared that those who deny him or choose not to believe in him will also be denied before God the Father on Judgment Day. The next topic is not judging and forgiving others the way that Jesus has forgiven us if we want to be forgiven. Matthew 6, verses 14 through 15, Jesus says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5, Jesus says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look at the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will, be, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Matthew 9. Verses 4 through 6, but Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Matthew 18, verses 21 through 35 says, Then Peter came to him, which is Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, that small amount. And he, I put that in there. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. 
So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he, which is the first servant who owed the large sum of money, would not, but went and threw him, which is the man who owed the small sum of money, into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, which is the first servant who owed the large sum of money, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Mark 2, verses 6 through 12 says, And some of the hypocrites were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man, which is Jesus, speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your heart? hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise? Take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He, which is Jesus, said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he, which is the paralytic, arose, took up the bed and went into the presence, out in the presence of them all, so that they were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Mark 11, verses 25 through 26, Jesus says, and whenever you... Stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Luke 6, 35 through 36, Jesus says, But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to them, thankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Luke 6, verses 37 through 38, Jesus says, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Luke 6, 41 through 42, Jesus says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. Luke 7, verses 39 through 49 says, Now when the Pharisees who had invited him, which is Jesus, saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. Jesus said, I have that in brackets. Jesus said, there was a certain creditor at two debtors, one of 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he, which is Jesus, turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? 
I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but with but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he, which is Jesus, said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he, which is Jesus, said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke 17, verses 1 through 4 says, then he, which is Jesus, said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck, and he were thrown into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. John 8, verses 1 through 12 says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early on the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? This they said, testing them that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience, their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Within brackets, all four Gospels are consistent in reporting that Jesus told others not to judge and to forgive others in the same way that we want Jesus to forgive us. The next topic is, this is my blood shed for many. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29. And as they were eating at the supper, oh, as they were eating, and I have within brackets, at the last supper, Jesus took bread, blessed and broken, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And then he took up the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of this vine from now on until the days when I drink new with you in my Father's kingdom. And the side is... It really hit me how significant these passages are. I'll share the different ones from the different Gospels. But it's saying that it's being shed, you know, for the remission of sins. So that has to do with Judgment Day. That's why I think it. Mark 14, verse, verse 24. And he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. 
Luke 22, verses 20 through 22, like, which says, Likewise, he, which is Jesus, also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table, and truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. John 6, verses 56, verse 56. Jesus says, referring to communion, he leads my flesh and drinks my blood, abides in me, abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Within brackets, I have all four gospels consistently record when Jesus speaks to the disciples when he gives them communion and says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins as evidenced in the following section. What is the most significant is that Jesus knew this ahead of time, this section that I just shared, and the one that follows, that he knew ahead of time and foretold it to the disciples that he was going to give his life to save us from our sins. Jesus knew he would be questioned, beaten, mocked, spit upon, dying on a cross and was going to be buried and arise again. And he still did all of this for us. So all who believe he is our Savior, could one day have eternal life with him in heaven. The next topic is just before and after Jesus' crucifixion. Matthew 16, verse 21 says, From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. So primarily this is Jesus telling the disciples for warning them that he's going to be crucified and rising in the third day. And, it, and it's many times within Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, and you'll hear that because he told them over and over and over again, but they didn't understand most of the time and not until after he rose from the dead and then they started putting the pieces together and realized that Jesus had told them this all along and it, he really is the Son of God. Okay, Matthew 17, verses 8 through 9, Jesus said after the transfiguration, when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Matthew 17, verses 22 through 23 says, Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Matthew 20, verses 17 through 19 says, Now Jesus, going up to Bethlehem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and will deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and cru to crucify him. The third day he will rise again. Matthew 26, 1 through 2 says, Now, it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to his disciples, you know that after two days is the Passover and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Matthew 26 verses 10 through 13, when Jesus explaining the importance of the woman putting fragrant oil on him. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have. You do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. 
Matthew 26, verses 21 through 25 says, Now as they were eating, he said, he, which is Jesus, said, Surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say, Lord, is it I? He, which is Jesus, answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it was written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for him that that man, for that man, if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was the betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He, which is Jesus, said to him, which is Judas, you have said it. Matthew 26, verses 30 through 32, Jesus says, at, after the Last Supper. Sorry, I had a typo. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Mark 8, verse 31 says, And he, which is Jesus, began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. Mark 9, verses 9 through 10, after the transfiguration, which says, Now as they came down from the mountain, he, which is Jesus, commanded them that they should tell no one the things that they had seen till the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. Mark 9, verses 30 through 35 says, Then they departed from there and passed through Galilee. And he, which is Jesus, did not want anyone to know it. For he taught his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But they did not understand this saying, and they were afraid to ask him. Mark 14, verses 6 through 11, when Jesus talks about the importance of the woman putting oil on him. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me, for you have the poor with you always, and wherever, whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray him to them. And when they had heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he, which is Judas, sought how he might conveniently betray him, which is Jesus. Mark 14, verses 17 through 21. When Jesus is at the Last Supper in the evening, he came with the twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say to him one by one, Is it I? He, which is Jesus, answered and said to them, It is one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would, be, would have been good for that man if he had never been born. Mark 14, verses 27 through 28, Jesus says after the Last Supper, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Mark 14, verses 41 through 43 says, Then he which is Jesus came the third time and said to them, 
Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See my betrayers at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. elders. Luke 9, verses 43 through 45, when Jesus talks to disciples after transfiguration and they were amazed at the majesty of God. But while everyone marveled at all the things which Jesus did, he said to his disciples, let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them so that they did not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about the saying. Luke 18, verse, uh, verses 31 through 34 says, Then he, which is Jesus, took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished, for he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. John 16, verses 7 through 11, when Jesus predicts his death and what will happen afterward. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to the, my Father and you see me no more. And, and you will see me no more. Of judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. John 18, verses 37 through 38, which says, Pilate therefore said to him, which is Jesus, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, which is Jesus, what is truth? And when he had said this, he, which is Pilate, went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him, which is Jesus. I find no fault in him at all. Matthew 27, 54 says, So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Matthew 28, the angel said, Because of the empty tomb, because of the empty tomb. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Mark 15, verses 37 through 39 says, And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple 
temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Mark 16, verses 6 through 7 says, But he, which is the angel, said to them, which is the women, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell the, his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, as he said to you. Luke 23, verses 39 through 43 says, Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, which is Jesus saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, which is criminal, answering rebuked him saying, do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation? We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when, I, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, verses 46 through 47 says, And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this man was a righteous man. Luke 24, verses 2 through 8 says, But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. John 2, verses 18 through 22 says, So the Jews answered and said to him, which is Jesus, What sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his Disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the words which Jesus had said. John 6, verses 62 through 64, Jesus says, What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But, they are, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe, and who would betray him. John 6, verses 70 through 71 says, Jesus answered him, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, which is Jesus being one of the twelve. John 8, verses 28 through 29 says, Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do these things that please him. John 12, verses 32 through 36. Jesus says, And I, if I am lifted up in the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Up from the earth will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. 
The people answered, and we have heard from the law that Christ remains forever. How can you say that Son of Man will be, must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become the sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. John 13, 10. Verses 10 through 11, Jesus said to them, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. This is at the Last Supper. So, particular passage. John 13, verses 17 through 21, Jesus said, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. He most assuredly, no, most assuredly I say to you, he who receives whomever I send, send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said these things, he also, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly I say to you, one of you will betray me. John 13, verses 22 through 27 says, Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples. I have within brackets, that's John, Apostle John, who always talks about himself in third person. Whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him, which is John, to ask who it was whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he, which is John, said to him, which is Jesus, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, which is Judas. Then Jesus said to him, which is Judas, what you do, do quickly. John 13, verses 30, verse 33, Jesus said, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, and, and I'm ending it there because it goes into another verse that's not related to this topic. John, 30, John 13 verses, verse 36 says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. John 14, verses 18 through 21, Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. John 14, Verses 28 through 29, Jesus says, You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I am going to my father, for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. John 16, verses 17 through 20 says, Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me. And again a little while and you will see me. And we do not know what he is saying. 
Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while and you will not see me and again a little while and you will see me? Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. John 16, verse 28, Jesus says, I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. John 16, verses 32 through 33, Jesus says, indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has come now that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, in the world you may have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John 18, verses 3 through 4. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there. With lanterns, torches, and weapons, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? John 8, verses 37 through 38 says, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you take are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. John 20 verses 26 through 29. After Jesus's resurrection, after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he, which is Jesus, said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look in at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, Jesus, no, said to him, which is Jesus, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Within brackets, the four gospels are consistent in recording that Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed and warned his disciples of this and his being questioned his death and resurrection so they would know that he is truly the son of God, our savior, when these things happen as he had said they would. Next topic, enter by the narrow gate, Matthew 7, verses 13 through 20. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, which is life eternal. And there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Matthew 19, verse 28. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you will have followed me. You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. 
but many who are first will be last and the last first. Mark 16, verses 15 through 16, after Jesus' resurrection, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Luke 13, 23 through 24 says, Then one said to him, which is Jesus, Lord, there are few who are saved. No, I read wrong. Lord, are there few who are saved? And he, which is Jesus, said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Luke 14, verses 12 through 24 says, Then he, which is Jesus, said to him, invited him. When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, Invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. John 20, verses 30 through 31 says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Within brackets I have, it is consistently recorded in the four gospels that jesus christ our savior made people aware of the importance of living their life focused on faith in him so that they would could have everlasting life with him in heaven rather than the consequence next topic not everyone who says lord lord matthew 7 verses 21 through 29 says not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven many will say to me that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out the demon out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them i will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he had taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Matthew 10, verse 28, Jesus says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Luke 6, verses 47 through 49, Jesus says, Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like the man who built the house on the earth without a foundation, and against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Luke 9, verse, verses 57 through 62 says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, which is Jesus, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me go first and bid them for farewell for at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Luke 13, verses 25 through 30. Jesus says, when once the master of the house had risen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. He will answer and say to you, I do not know you. Where are you from? Then you will say, begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught us in our streets. But he will, he will say, I tell you, I do not know you where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing and teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. They will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are these are last. There are last who will be first, and there are first who will be last. I just read it wrong. I'm sorry. Luke 14 verses 16 through 24 says, Then he which is Jesus said to them, and a certain man gave a great supper, invited many, and sent a servant at a supper to Say to those who were invited, come for all these things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go to see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. Notice how this is very similar, but some of the words are changed. And then sometimes the, people, the gospel writers have heard things, but they paraphrase it a little. Or Jesus said it several times, and they write one of the times over another time. Okay. Um, I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I am marrying my wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in there. In here, the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to com come in, and my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those who were invited shall taste my supper. Luke 19, verses 12 through 27 says, Therefore he, which is Jesus, said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered them ten minutes, and said to them, Do business till I come. But the, his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, looking first, saying, Master, your minute has earned ten minutes. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful and very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your minute has earned five minutes. Likewise, he said to him, You also be you also be over five cities. Then another came saying, Master, here is your minna which, minna, which I have kept, put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. 
And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the minute from him and give it to him who has 10 minutes. But they said to him, Master, he has 10 minutes. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who do not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. John 12, verses 46 through 48, Jesus says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Within brackets, all four gospels are consistent in letting us know that we are to watch, prepare, and lead our lives focused on being examples of our faith in Christ our Savior. The next topic, heaven and earth pass away, but all will be fulfilled. Matthew 5, verses 17 uh, through 18, Jesus says, Do not think that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, I... No. For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth passes away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Matthew 26, verses 62 through 64 says, And a high priest arose and said to him, which is Jesus, Do you answer nothing? What is it? These men testify against you, but Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are a Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, and it's as you said, Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Mark 14, verses 61 through 62 says, but he, which is Jesus, kept silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him, saying, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with clouds of heaven. Luke 16, verses 14 through 17 says, Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard these things, and they derided him, which is Jesus. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tittle of the law to fail. Luke 22, verses 66 through 70 says, As soon as it was day, the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, came together and led him into the council, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will by no means believe. And if I also ask you, you will by no means answer me or let me go. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then they all said, Are you then the Son of God? So he, which is Jesus, said to them, You rightly say that I am. John 1, 5, verse 51 says, And he, which is Jesus, said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending 
upon the Son of Man. Within brackets, I have each of these four Gospels lets us know, let us know that everything Jesus predicted will truly come to pass and he will come again on Judgment Day, coming with the clouds of heaven. Um, I have within brackets, remember John 3, 16 verses 3, 16 through 21, when Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the Son the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Within brackets, my last advice, comment, evaluation, follow Jesus Christ our Savior. He is a light that will lead us to salvation. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages that I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time, where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.